Oh, hi! I'm Ezekiel Conrad. And I am Adam V. We're just getting ready for another exciting Jesus Kids podcast. Podcast? More like there is no Godcast. Oh, Adam. So why don't you just grab the whole family and then tell them to fuck right off? Unless you're a Duggar, they can fuck right on. Ugh. This is the podcast about growing up saved and the hell that followed. Welcome to the Jesus Kids Podcast, Episode 1. I am Ezekiel Conrad, and with me is my sometimes, always times, maybe all the time, co-host. Oh, I'm Adam. Yeah, I'm Adam. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Which, um... That is me. It's Adam V, and uh, so, which, if we were being honest, it sounds like you are a terrible club DJ who has a quinceanera downtown in an hour that you have to be at. So, um, this is going to be our first episode, and we're actually in a nice, fancy studio this time, which is very cool. Um, The guy that um, let us in here um, let us know earlier that this is the actual studio that the guys from NWA got kicked out of um, in, well, in real life, but also in the movie. As Um, featured in the movie. Right, right, exactly. Probably like, stay the fuck out of Torrance, which... His advice, me and Adam should have heeded long ago, but yet we're here. So I, I don't remember the name of this place. I'm going to look it up right now, but, but keep, yeah, keep, yeah, keep, keep it, it right on going. It's 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 actually it's it's very cool. Um, so um, so the Jesus Kids podcast. I kind of talked about in uh, episode zero, which you can go back and listen to if you're curious, kind of what this podcast is about and what it's kind of trying to be. Um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to talk about um, being a Jesus kid and um, being growing up in like the word the world of Christianity. Excuse me, um, just without really defining what that means and you know what both Adam and I kind of grew up in. So, um, and you know, this podcast could very very quickly devolve into like an inside Christ ball type podcast and i don't really want to do that so but i think the last thing that i want this to turn into is one of our bible classes at biola right especially like an old testament class because those were the worst and especially like ones later while we were there where it became super spiritual Mm -hmm. and uh I, i i i don't want it to turn into that where we're just gonna be like dropping trying to drop hard hard facts and knowledge onto the 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 populace right no and i would i yeah i would definitely say the same thing it's it's not more that but i do think that if there's people that listen to our podcast and kind of can you know there's there's a lot of things that are universal and relatable but i think there is a very very much larger segment of the population who grows up in what the evangelical community would call the unchurched, right? So, yeah. like, most of the population. So, one of the things well, that I... yeah, well, you know, just mm-hmm. touching on that unchurched part, a Christian person that we might find if we were to go across the street and talk to people at the bar or something, right? Uh, if they were Christian there, they might not necessarily be, like, super educated. They might go to church only once in a while and just consider them Christian, themselves Christian. Um, but they might not have like that hard, like, oh, I know this and this and this about the Bible and I don't want us to come down on people that aren't quite 
as educated or, or, you know, it's just more like that's their spiritual belief. Yeah, um, there's, there's because a definite we, difference. Because I think that we can use not just like, not, not just like hard evidence and knowledge stuff like, uh, well, think about how the Bible was written. It was written with all these different jackasses across, you know, 2000 years, whatever it was. Um, I don't want to bring that onto them. I want to, I want it to be more like, look at how Christianity affects this aspect of life. Is that right? Or is that wrong? Well, and I think, I think essentially that for someone like that, who might say, yeah, I'm a Christian. And if they were like ticking off boxes on a form, right. And they're like, what, you know, religion are you, you know, like, it's just like writing. You know, I would, I always put Satanist on that nowadays. <laughs> are those on a lot of, a lot of government forms? I mean, I'm no, sure I they're just, not. On... I just write Satan. Oh, S and then a, but then I use that, that, um, that anarchy symbol for a, <laughs> and then T and then a, and then N. Do you remember like Which is, you, yeah, that's how you spell Satan. Do you remember like that really like cliche like couple of years in like the early two thousands, late nineties when like the anarchy symbol was on everything? I remember it's like it's like I'm pretty sure you're diluting the purpose of whatever that symbol is supposed to mean. Yeah. It's like it's like a million reproduced like, hey, Walmart has anarchy shirts now. Awesome. Only nine ninety nine. Right? And then there's like just some really really dark guy standing in the back who thinks he's like an anarchy purist going. Do you mean dark like, like they're evil dark or like they're black? You're 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 a racist. I'm not. Oh oh I'm sorry you're right that's right you can't be racist. Yeah exactly. Yeah think about that next time next time you speak use your use your mind before you talk. Ah <sighs> how dare you? Um. <laughs> so. I think. Uh, you know, so I, I one one to to piggyback on what Adam was kind of saying. You know, we're not talking about ancient history um, as much. You know, we can like cover any basics along the way. If like people tweet at us or write to us and say they're confused about something, we can kind of like do a little bit on that. But um, you know, being that we're the nichiest of niche nichey podcasts. Um, you know, when we talk of Christianity, um, we're speaking of it mostly in terms of the evangelical American variety. Um, and, uh, so when I checked online, um, and let me ask, let me pose this question to you, Adam, how many Christians do you think there are in the world? Would you say like a rough estimate would be if you had to guess? Uh, I don't know. China makes up what population of the of the world i mean china china makes up what 100 percent of the people creating our iphones well well no there's the there's the the brazilians um oh i didn't yeah. know that yeah apple has a the foxconn has a plant in brazil it's just just as just as much of slave labor as the chinese ones that's <laughs> besides wow. the point uh china has how many billion people on the planet i off the top of my head i don't know um, so I would take, I would take total population of the planet okay. minus population of China minus the population of India. Right. And then divide that by half. And that's how many Christians there are. So what's a rough number? How many people in the world? 7 billion? 7 billion about. 
How many people? There's also one point three billion people in China. Okay. And how many people in India? Another billion, right? One point two. Okay, so let's call it two and a half two and a half billion people, probably. You'd say two because, and a half? Because the other two and a half are gonna be Muslim. The other two and a half are gonna be Muslim. So you were very close. There are two point four billion Christians in the world. There you go. So and I'd like to imagine, read hope, that the majority of them are not of the particular brand of Christianity that we were just talking about, evangelical well, American I, variety. I would I would certainly hope not, but no. at the same time, let's be real. It's, there's a lot of them. There are a lot of them, and, and that's something that, you know, we kind of uh, wanted to touch on. Um, something, but, something, something, Jesus. Oh, something, something uh, complete. Yeah. Good, Emperor Palpatine's joined us. <laughs> Emperor Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine, was that, was that whiskey sound of water? Was that you appearing? I, I think the, I think the, I think the wall, I think the wall just squirted at me. You sure that wasn't the, your Imperial shuttle landing and you? So I threw the Senate at him. The whole Senate. God, God. Well, thanks, thanks for stopping by, Emperor Palpatine. Now. Um, you know, no matter the uh, denomination or what you call them, whether, you know, we're calling them the American evangelical variety, um, Catholic, uh, Baptist, any number of denominations, a lot of people believe a lot of different things. But, you know, most Christians do generally. Catholic. I'm sorry? Catholic. Yeah, yeah, we said Catholic. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. <laughs> no, you didn't. No matter the denomination, though, um, most Christians do generally accept um, some version of the basic story, right? Yes, we all yes. know the story. Child's born of a virgin woman who was of low status. The coming of the child is foretold as prophecy. He's a very gifted child and is able to win a pod race bet against a flying Jew, betray his former master, and become a dark lord of the... Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong holy book. Uh, wrong wait. holy book. No, I like that one. Well, let's see. God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs eat man. Women inherit the earth. I think you're gold blooming again. God damn it! Uh, uh, Always. Uh, 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 life, life will uh, find a way. Something, something very bad is happening. The water. Uh, the water is shaking. It's not chaos. Good, Everything's chaos. It's not good. Not chaos. good. Not good, Doctor Sattler. Not good, Doctor Sattler. I'm a fly, All everybody. Right. I'm a fly. Hey, hey, hey! Just sitting here. Sort of like that Simpsons. Hello, human fly here. Jurassic Park, <laughs> scary in the dark. Huh? Anyway, but. Adam, Adam. To be fair, the the part of my brain that I used uh, that used to be Christian has been taken over by years of useless abuse of pop culture trivia and guilt free masturbation. Um, you know. Yeah. What do I know? Growing up as a Christian person, um, and when I came to the age of that that certain age that. Uh, young men and women come to but so much coming so much coming it's kind of part of the story but I, I would guess there was a time when I got to that age and it was you know the middle school times where various people 
around me decided to have that masturbation Christian talk. And adults or children? Adults. And I can't tell you how many not not just not different versions of a story, but different stories altogether that I heard about of people telling me not not ever uniformly that it's wrong or that it's okay or that it's right. And I never got a straight answer from anybody. And I never, it's not something I ever would have approached anyone about. Mainly because I like to jack off. As most 13 year old boys do. Um, Given. But uh, I remember my youth pastor saying that it was wrong at one church that I attended. I remember my youth pastor at another church. But you weren't like going from village to Dell going, I'm masturbating! I'm no, masturbating! No, no. It, was, it was never something that I would okay. like, I would like bring up. So, so these pastor, this like your youth pastor is bringing it up organically or your parents are bringing it up organically because they all know you're around that age. Right. right. And I went to three churches at the time. So one, one youth pastor told me that it was wrong to, in a group setting mm-hmm. it, to, to the males. Right. Um, how they always had that. How like, they decided to address it as being wrong. Separate the men and the women, and they take one into one room, and then. I had a pastor of another church, not 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 the youth pastor, but the actual pastor meeting with, you know, it was like a, it was like a, it was a like young men's group, where we're gonna talk about things, and that was of course the hot item was jacking off, and how. Jacking off because that's what kids had questions about, or no, that's no, what... this was. Nobody in the group was like, "Is jacking off okay?" Was it, so, it wasn't like little so, little so Timmy thumb so, up his ass was so just would, in the so, back. So imagine this, if you will, especially if you're not a Christian, you've yeah. got an adult in front of you, right, with a microphone, and you've got impressionable children who are going through all sorts of hormonal changes, right, and they're going, "You know what I hate? Masturbation makes God cry, and every time you do it." God fucking kills a kitten. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard, um, I heard a lot of extreme stuff. Actually, I didn't hear a lot of extreme stuff. I heard a, I heard a couple people say extreme things. One of them being James Dobson, and one of, and and we'll that get was to. that was Jeez. in that was in person, by the way. You met the evangelical pope. Yeah, he spoke at my my um, my Awana Bible summer camp. For a whole week, I got to hear him. God, I want to kill and so myself. so he would go cabin to cabin and talk to the middle schoolers. I was in middle school when I went to this, this, this summer camp. so inappropriate. And he would, so he would go cabin to cabin, and he would sit down with all of us. And, like, he, he, was, he was so flat out, like, like, every time you jack off, God cries, sort of. Sort, he didn't say those exact words, or, but it was that sort of extremism. Um, you know, and then I had pastors telling me other things, youth pastors telling me other things, parent parents telling me other things. What are parents, Adam? I was going to say parental units, yeah, but yeah. I decided to, so I had parents telling me other things. I had some parents. Yeah, some parents. I had four parents. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, it was... <laughs> It was never one of those things where I was going to 
ask somebody about it. And when you're jacking off a Bud Light Limerita Strawberita can, like it's a dick, looking at me saying, check out my Bud Light Strawberita dick. Brought to you by Squarespace. Bro- brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, it was just, it was not something that I, I would have ever asked anybody about because... It's not something I wanted to talk about to anybody, including my parents. It was kind of just my own personal stuff. But everyone around me at that time for several years decided that, well, let's all just talk about it. And it's like, when you say that to me at that time, it wasn't a let's talk about it. It was listen to me talk. Right. But that's... And that's something we'll probably come back to again and again about how it is 100% when we're talking. So when we're talking about um, the American evangelical version of Christianity, and yes, there are other parts of this this that will seep into like other denominations. It's not just that specific thing. But in the past, I don't know, 30 years maybe 40 years or so, this this version of Christianity has really, really taken hold and seeped into the public consciousness and to the point where they're basically a major, they control a major political party in America. Yeah. And for a while it had seemed like they'd kind of diminished. They were kind of going away for like maybe about the last five years or so. And then, well, no, because... The, the last election with the Tea Party, that kind of swung that way a little bit too. Um, there's a very, very strong emphasis right now, especially for, well, I mean, it, it is for Democratic because, I mean, it's like we've only elected, what, like one Catholic president? I think only one president has per- even, like, pretended, whether or not that's yeah. really the religion, right. to be evangelical Christian. Right. I mean, some are, you know, other they, denominations. They choose denominations right, that to, right. to align themselves with for political reasons. Right. I and mean, none of them are Christian. They're but, all just they're all just secular. But but every it is every single one of them. It is huge in America. I right. mean it is it is not just it it's the religion of the country. Yeah. It's the religion of the country and it is the unofficial language and culture of the country. And I think, you know, I I, I, kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit because it has been interesting to me and and maybe it's just been, you know, I'm looking for stuff because I've been preparing for this podcast, but I think a huge, I mean, it's, it's, it's huge. You've got Donald Trump, who I would guess isn't maybe religious, sitting up in a strange go, I've got many favorite passages of the Bible. It's just private. You can't know about it. It's like literally what he said, you know? Yeah. It's like one in uh, in uh, in the book in the art of the deal. Is that what you're talking about? The art of the deal. So Trump aside, though, like the fact that there was a wall to wall news coverage story for the last like three weeks about Kim Davis, right? Yeah. And the the whole thing of presidential candidates literally pulling dirty tricks on each other to try and be seen with this woman, right? Is just it lets you know that, especially with the things that you may or may not have heard Kim Davis say, 
that kind of language, the kind of world that we grew up in is alive and well. Yes, they're not as maybe popular as they once were, you know, or whatever, but it, it it's very, very prevalent. And I mean, there's there's tons of people that are still, I mean, growing up now in the same environment that we were. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think Christians growing up today, um, you're you're kind of high school aged, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen year old uh, Christian, devout Christian, is still going to be so much smarter than you or I were when we, you know, in two thousand and four. Right. Because we didn't um, really have the internet. Because we didn't have the fucking internet. Right. That's part of it. Yeah, that, that's a huge information gap. When when information is readily available at your fingertips, and I mean literally, that's a, right. a, a li- that's a literal statement when I say that. Um, you're smarter. Uh, yeah. And and you might you might be you might be more like you, you that, might be you might be more basic. You say that, but yet the internet has given rise to the anti-vaccination movement and things like that. I mean, okay, when dumb people get on the internet that are already dumb, that's another thing. But when when it's a kid and yeah, maybe they're like some stupid basic bitch who's just like, oh well, I love Instagram and Facebook and selfies and blah 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 bullshit. Right. Um, that's that's different. But when you're talking about a nerd. Yeah. Now versus a nerd. Then the wall just continues to ejaculate on me. He 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 may mean that literally. Yeah. Someone has delightfully put a Febreze air freshener, the kind that causes PTSD. The timed one. Yeah. That Where? just just makes a hissing noise every. 15 minutes or so right it's 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 kind of fun like that but there's I, a huge there's a huge information gap that's been filled well i agree but the thing is is that so i think i think christianity but I, when you have when you live in an environment where your parents control everything i mean i bet there are some that's who are growing up without the internet no no and definitely being told that the internet is, is evil satan right that yeah. the internet is the devil and that information right is bad i invented the internet the internet's the devil well his dad is al gore to be fair no i was quoting Waterboy. oh i invented electricity ben franklin is the devil <laughs> man that's that's reaching far back to think of when adam sandler was funny Waterboy is amazing yeah Waterboy's Waterboy's pretty funny and what is <laughs> Wedding singer's pretty funny too. Banama, banama. And if you're wondering why our parents, as kids, let us watch such sinful movies, I've got two words for you. I had my own blockbuster card. I've, uh, well, I've got actual two words for you because I've got my own blockbuster card. Is seven or something? I, but I can't count. Counting was the devil. <laughs> counting is the devil <laughs> still. Uh, but I. I've got two words for you. When when my parents, you know, said I I couldn't watch something, I just did. Fuck. That's three. Fuck. Fuck. And that's gonna I've, make it I've to got, the final cut. I've got three words for you. Be Fucking kind. Hit. Rewind, <laughs> motherfucker. That's still four. <laughs> God. <laughs> I shouldn't have added motherfucker. 
Continue. I had to pretend I was Samuel Jackson. So, Adam, I don't know if you know this, but um, but I actually, one of, one of the things that I did was I asked, I reached out to some people on Reddit, and I kind of tried to ask them, uh, you know, for any stories that they may have, and they were kind of curious about the podcast, but... But, but Brian, what's Reddit? Reddit? Reddit is the place where people in fedoras with giant neckbeards all congregate like geese in the winter. Well, at least I'm not wearing my little brother's hat. That's true. That's true. At least, at least, I don't know what that means. My little brother loves Deadpool. Oh. So does he have a Deadpool hat? He has that hat. He has this particular hat? Yeah. <sighs> I hate you. And everything you stand for. He was Deadpool for Halloween. That's awesome, actually. He has one of those um, Green Man style suits. Oh, that's funny. But it's Deadpool. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Then he's the, got Green a Man, de- the Green Man just always makes me think of Always Sunny. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 And then uh, he's got a he's got a cool utility belt with the with the Deadpool logo on it. Oh, that's cool. And he's got my old airsoft guns that look like real guns. Oh. Yeah, and he's got some swords. That are just, they're real swords, but he's what's okay. For, now, how old's your brother? He's in seventh grade. Seventh grade. So what's his, like, in for Deadpool? Is it comics, or is it... It's comics, yeah. So do you think that... He's got all my old comics. Oh, he has your comics. So he has all my old comics. you would have had the, what was his name, Daniel Way, who wrote Deadpool back then? Oh, I don't know. I couldn't, that was, I couldn't like, tell you. That would have been beginning of... Because de- that was when, like... That, that was when, a, like, you and I were reading X Men. That, that was, was like it was late nineties. Cable X Force. He's got all the he's got all the late nineties um, Marvel comics. Now, have you seen um, that Marvel recently is doing a run called X Men ninety two, where they've just brought back those characters from like oh, the no um, the cartoon, and then just are having them like be like it's the, it's its own run, and it's just called X Men ninety two. No, I'm not up to uh, up to snuff on the. Yeah. On the it's actually it's 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 really comics. Cool. Huh. Interesting. Um, it's very interesting. They're uh, the way they made them is they're all like, well, you, you can buy physical comics of them, but they're like downloadable for the iPad, so they're right. like enhanced. No, I've stuff. I've seen it's that they have. Like, yeah. I have the the apps and stuff. Yeah. I I feel like now with the advent of Balls. you know as you were saying like the nerds taking over, um, I feel like the comic shops are doing at least a little bit better. I feel like they were really struggling for quite a while. But well, I mean. Third Planet's gone. That's true. That That's one true. and Third Planet was around forever. That one was around since I was a little kid in, right. in the South Bay. Uh, I went there when I, when I was a little kid. Like that's where I bought comics well, when I was a little and, kid. And you know, one of my friends was telling me that the one that's in by El Camino, Jeffrey's comics. Joffrey, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Joffrey, yeah. <laughs> I'm he just wishes. imagining. I'm just imagining. The king's sitting there going, you may not have that X-Men comic. Come back here, Tyrion. Right. Not how he talked at all, but No, yeah. no. It was bad. But, um... Well, what my friend told me was that the original owner of Joffrey, who... Or Joffrey. Fuck you. The original owner of Joffrey's comics... The seed. Who, who... What? I just planted the seed. That's all I need to do. Just plant the seed. Fuck you. Stop sending us your seeds. 
I can't stress this enough. Jeff. We want cash. Hard cash or checks made out to <laughs> I cash. Love, I love that it was it was It was her. We've now had three jars of semen sent to us. Shut it down! Shut it down. Oh god, yeah. that was great. If you don't know what we're talking about, um, you need to watch this John Oliver clip. I'm yes. going to post it in the comments. John below. Oliver did a much better job than the Jesus Kids podcast could ever do talking about evangelical pastors who are the type to just bilk people out of money. One of the things that I did is I was looking for, and we, I've, we've actually set this up on our website, um, but you can actually uh, confess to us. Um, any of sins that you have and the Jesus kids can do nothing about it and we actually don't care. Um, well, actually, that isn't true. We do care. Um, yeah, I mean, if someone's fucking raping people yeah, or murdering. Bullshit, and please contact the police. Or committing hate crimes. Yeah, that's not good. Adam, I don't want to hear about your Saturday. Um, it was a good weekend. <laughs> and it's going to be a great upcoming. Uh so, um, so one of the things uh, that I did is um, I solicited uh, from the internet some confessions um, and just stories that that people had. And honestly, go to our website. You can send us any. You can send us anything, and we we will most likely, unless it's horrible, read it on the air. Um, and you can confess anonymously. So here's an, the uh, one anonymous confession I got this week, and then I have some some more to, to fill up. So this is uh, the one someone sent me. My church, my church used to send buses into the ghetto to pick up kids who wanted to go to church but didn't have a way to get there. Seems like a good idea, right? It was, but it turned out they didn't really want the responsibility, just the charitable, fe- charitable feeling it gave them. They were mostly all polite kids but didn't understand the rules of, of the church. So they were labeled the bad kids just because they whispered during service, asked difficult questions, or wore the wrong clothes. Parents would herd their kids away if they tried to come up and talk to them, and the youth teachers were always looking for a reason to suspend them from coming. The number of kids dwindled over a few months, obviously, and everyone was just baffled. I mean, why wouldn't they want to come back to yet another place where they felt unwanted? After a couple years, they stopped the program completely because some old farts thought that they gave the church a bad image. For most of those kids, it was the only way out of abusive or toxic homes, even if it was just for two short hours, and the good Christians at our church had to ruin it. I still get angry when I think about it. Well, that is just terrible to hear. That's that's really sad. Do you, did did the church that you grew up at have like a like an outreach or like something like that? I know a lot of a lot of churches do that. Um, I think so. But uh, well, the one that I went to in PV, I don't think they really did. I re- I remember um, I remember that we would go singing at an old folks home that was down the street, but it was like in pretty rich neighborhood so it was rich old people that just lived in like retirement community and we would sing for them and they were all like all white so i don't really see that as being like too charitable because you're old and you're white and you're rich that's why you're up there well and i'm not i'm not i don't want to i don't want to put down like old people or anything but i mean we probably could have done something else 
with our time that was actually useful because yeah sure the old people felt good for a little while but might have been able to like actually help some poor folk well there's you know if if you know in the confession what the the confessor mentioned is that you know they were trying to the bust confessor? kids and they just liked how confessor the confessor is that like what like confessor brothers no that's the professor brothers <laughs> A little bit different, Adam. But yeah, what I mean, based on what that bitch was saying about, because uh, I assume it's a woman uh, that wrote the wrote the comment. Is <laughs> you, you, no, we need to take that. That stop calling women bitches. So based on what that bitch was saying in the comment, because <laughs> oh. I assume that was a woman. Oh, for fuck's sake! Is uh, please don't put that in. Oh, it's going in. Is, uh, That's not nice. No, no, my. She didn't do anything to deserve it. No, and I hope she comes back. And I hope it's a woman. And it's gonna be hilarious when it's not. Because <laughs> because you're there's no women on the internet. No, I'm not lonely. I'm yeah. here with you. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that. Um, I think that's ridiculous. So we had a user write in to us. I grew up Catholic. I wish I had some crazy stories comparable to the more general evangelical type Christians, but I went to an all-girls Catholic high school, and that in and of itself was insane. But Catholic Girl Academy was not about Jesus, it was about not being bad girls. Oh, and Mother Mary, of course. That's all the entire school was built around. Also, I may have lead poisoning from sneaking around in the cathedral's organ loft and stealing the eight tiniest pipes and duct taping them together to make myself a pan pipe. Apparently she wanted to be Tumnus from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, I got bored of the pan pipe. Turns out you need a lot of force to make a sound come out of even the littlest organ pipe. And it she was said. years later that I told the story, and someone asked me what kind of organ it was, 1928-something or other, and pointed out that those pipes are made of lead. I don't think so. It's been so long since I even looked up lead poisoning, I don't remember if it's something that affects you over the years and years or something you'd notice quickly. It's more of a funny story than anything. I suppose all you need to do is Google something real quick. Oh no, I Googled. God, that article is long. Apparently there is no known minimum exposure level that is not known to cause problems. I don't remember getting sick, but on the other hand, that was 20 years ago, and I have a lot of problems that are too complicated to identify just root, one root cause. Shrug. I'm okay. Christianity. Wait and see if it kills you. I guess. So, so Adam, before we move on to kind of our interview portion, you have anything you want to confess this week? You know, you we were talking about masturbation earlier, and, and there's one thing that I got stuck in my head, which happened to me uh, when I was 15. I don't think I was 16 yet, because I wasn't driving yet. But yeah, I was either 14 or 15, um, and uh, I had gone to bed. And when, when I was 14, 15 years old, um, Star Wars uh, Episode One was quite the hit. I don't know if you remember this, but it was like fucking... For, as, for as bad as the, uh, of a movie that uh, as it was, I watched it many, many times. I had it on DVD. I, I, would, I was homeschooled, so I watched it like over and over and over again. Adam, I, I, I think it's safe to say that for both you and I... We'll probably be talking about Star Wars as much as we talk about religion, since Star Wars seems to have replaced our own religion. 
as yeah, yeah. as a as a thing. Yeah. So uh, you know, I was I, I was watching the episode. Um, uh, I, I th- it was either five or six, I think, before I went to bed, and uh, and like I I did most nights before I fell asleep, and still do to this day. Uh, I was jacking off. And, uh, and, uh, you know, back then I didn't have the iPhone. I didn't have, you know, wireless internet that was readily available everywhere. Um, so I, I had some hidden images in my shitty laptop computer that I had back then. Uh, what were what, what were what were the images? What were oh, uh, naked chicks and some hentai, hentai, however you want to say it. Nothing with tentacles, but that's besides the point. Sitting there watching some hentai, waiting for my parents. Right, and uh, and um, the time comes. Well, I guess that's really all I need to say. And as the time was approaching, these sound like John Grisham novels. My stepdad happened to just come into the room. No. And when you're when you're going, yeah, you stop it. It's it, it goes. Your hand is literally connected to your dick at the base at that point. And I had let go. Oh, you let go. I was done. So you were like. So I was like trying to, you know, do the lay down. I'm asleep, but hey, I'm awake. But also at the same time, and I was watching Star Wars, and it was like. It was like ah, the battle station's fully operational. Somewhere, your dad like. Averts his eye, shuts the door. He's like, "Oh, I felt a great disturbance in the force. It was like a million voices <laughs> suddenly cl- cried out, and then was silent." Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. On Adam's chest, he was my Obi Wan, <laughs> my Wan and Obi Wan. Did he did he teach you how to use your lightsaber properly? Well, let's just say I'm glad I had two dads. A lightsaber is a what is it an elegant weapon not as clumsy or random as a blaster a lightsaber is an elegant weapon oh god <laughs> I, I love that I love that we've probably made about four family guy references and for two people who vehemently dislike family guy more but it was yeah great. it was great I was, I was trying to open this beer right when you were talking about <sighs> talking about Jackie. popping your taps you know, that's what you used to call it back in the day, popping your tops. So there's no an electric scooter back there. Electric scooter? Like, yeah. a, like a Razor scooter? Nope. Like a little bit bigger than a Razor scooter, but it's electric. Oh. Also a bunch of amps back there, too. Did you know that the founder of, like, Segway died on a Segway? Yeah. He wasn't the founder of it. Oh, he wasn't the founder? No. He, he was, was the just, inventor? He was a ma- no, he wasn't the inventor. He was just a, a major investor. Yeah. Oh. Still killed like, by his own creation. Well, he, he actually had nothing. Well, he he did have something to do with the creation. It wasn't any part of the creativity of it. He just funded it. He was the major f- 
major money backer do you of, think that, of it. Do you think that maybe he like skipped out on his last payment, so they like rigged the like cut the brakes on the no. Segway? No, I think he was just a dumb British motherfucker, <laughs> a dumb fat old. So you heard white, it for, you you heard white it guilt <laughs> British fat slob of a oh, motherfucking God. John How? Gazorpazorp. <laughs> It's taken us this long to, to, to make a Rick and Morty reference. This long. We made a... And I'm wearing the shirt. Do you see how shameful this is? And I'm wearing the We've shirt. We've made Family Guy references before Rick and Morty references. No, no. What, what, we both did the voice. I think, I think, I think we're going to need to talk. We're going to need to talk about your childhood, Morty. Oh, jeez, Rick. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do a, a Morty voice. I can't do it either. Yeah. It's fine. So, um, normally, like, this will be the part of the show where we kind of have a little bit of an interview, and, um, you know, a lot, a lot of times, you know, we'll have guests, um, and if we don't, you know, then we'll replace it with some, something else or some other segment, um, but, uh, today for the interview, um, we really have you, Adam, and, um, since this is the first episode, wanted to, you know, in with the Jesus kids, one of the things we're talking about is growing up Christian and what that was like, and kind of the hilarity of it, the, the kind of whatever. So, um, and so I'll I'll get into a lot of the stories that I have as we go. So we'll we'll, we'll have that at some point. But really, I think for today's episode, we want to get more into uh adam's origin story a little bit so what was your what was your first experience with american christianity is in like <laughs> do you remember <laughs> uh is your head gonna spin around my first experience with american christianity yeah my first experience with christianity was of a hispanic nature would you like to hear this story oh yeah definitely um, so there's this church in Torrance. It's on the other side of the freeway from the Alpine Village. It's called the Mission of Ebenezer. It's right across the street. Oh, I know where that is. It's right across the street from the Super K. Yeah, it's right next to um, the, the, the antique mar- place. Yeah, the yeah the big mall. Yeah. Um, so for some strange reason, my mother and my father, when they were married, they went there. Okay. And. Uh, my mother actually had some kind of friendship with the pastor there. Uh, keep in mind that I was under the age of five, six. So my parents split up when I was young, uh, and uh, my mom took me to this church. Um, after they split up, or after was this before? After they split up, yeah. Okay, so you guys were going to this church kind of as a family unit. As far as I know, I have no memories of this. Okay. okay. Yeah. But uh, you remember it post- I remember I I remember going there once, the one and only time that I went there, and uh, the mission of Ebenezer is a is a uh, one of these blended Hispanic churches, and they believe in speaking in tongues, and they believe in, that speaking in tongues is a requirement of so, faith. So a char- charismatic church. Yes, and church. um, and they believe not just in speaking in tongues but that you would speak in both Spanish and English. No. Yeah. But I thought I mm. thought tongues was like 
mm. its own language. Yeah, it Isn't is. Isn't it supposed to be? Yeah. Because like, it's all like, it well, sounds th- like that, nonsense. That's where, that's where they're, they're the fucked up. They're fucked up. I mean, there's, it's a, it's a mostly Hispanic church, so they all speak Spanish. So somehow they incorporated into their doctrine that you have to speak Spanish and English and then speak in tongues, blah, 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 blah. So we're at the service, and, like, I remember being a little kid. I don't, I don't remember, like, a lot of details, but I remember just, like, being, like, really packed and hot and, like, everyone's talking and speaking and doing weird shit. Service ends, and then it's like, okay, everyone breaks up into small groups for the adults. Kids go into Sunday school. Right. That's, um, yeah, like, a lot of churches. Right, right. And, uh, and so, like, my mom pushed me over to where the kids were and I followed them into Sunday school and and I get there and I realize that I'm in the wrong Sunday school because they're all speaking Spanish only and I can hear the American ones well not American but the English speaking ones around the corner and I'm sitting in there and they're like Adam why aren't you speaking Spanish and I was like, I don't speak Spanish. I remember being able to communicate that. So, you know, however old, however old enough I was to say that. Wow. And it's like, I don't speak that. I can't, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. And just crying and crying and crying and like, find my mom, find my mom. So they like went and got her. Madre, madre. And, um, they were able to dig her up from wherever she was. And, uh. And, like, we left, and it was like, I never want to go. I, I remember telling her, I never want to go there again. And we didn't. Thankfully. And for a long time, anytime we drive by that area, which, if you live in the South Bay, you kind of have to drive on the 110 yeah, freeway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you drive you by it often. It and it would, like, it would be like a, like a haunting memory. It would be like a like the equivalent of of a Jew driving by fucking Auschwitz. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure there are comparable experiences out. Almost there. identically. Yeah. Comparable, Brian. Almost. One to one, one to one. Yeah. I yeah. uh I I'm not trying to say that I experienced a version of Auschwitz. Every every time you go past it, but there's I, a line of people putting rocks on a on a pillar i can see the ghosts just with a picture of Adam. i can see the ghosts of those white kids that did not speak spanish that had to put up with that bullshit you can feel their five-year-old misery exactly of just wanting to go home 100 percent, and watch nick jr eat my taint which is a motto it's that's on your family crest right yeah, it's, it's one yeah. of them adam v eat my taint so so that was one of like that's probably your earliest experience with it but like probably you don't remember back when you were 5 but like do you rem- I think I was 5. You, well you, you you think you were 5 at the time but what yeah. I was I was more getting to is is that we all at some point have and we're given to to it by our parents if our parents are taking us to church and whether it's you know, someone in a Sunday school room, it's a lady, you know, someone is giving us these ideas based on what their idea of God is, right? So, um, so do you, do you have a recollection, like, was there a time where, like, you, quote unquote, like, got saved? Was there a time when 
like do you do you remember like what the earliest version of like kind of that was there's actually you know it's interesting in the christian church um and it's almost like a currency right like the idea of you know just as much as they enjoy repeating stories from the bible they really want to hear people's stories and and i don't i don't know if it's I don't know if it's out of interest in other people. I don't know if it's out of empathy. It could be because for as much as we're sitting here and making fun of and being irreverent, I do care about the pe- the individuals that are in the church only because, you know, they're all people and they all have stories, whether they're misguided or they're not misguided. I mean, you know, I, I, mean, I try not to judge, but, and, and obviously there's an inherent, awfulness to a lot of aspects about evangelical Christianity, but with that in mind, um, you know, we, we get given a concept of God. We get given an idea from God. Now, whether that's given to us by our parents or that's given to us, whoever, we have, we sort of get this idea that there is an, when you become saved or if you, if you have that journey to getting saved at whatever age it happens, that's called your testimony and you're supposed to like pe- there's a huge part of tr- just like there's people that get up and they expect you to speak in tongues they expect you to feel the power and walk up on stage and give your testimony because people want to hear it right so yeah so no, um, so what's like the version of that for you well okay so well for me I was baptized at the church that I went to. I mentioned earlier the church that uh, we would go sing to old people at in in PV. So um, as a as a young child, like a like a like a no, no, no. Oh, no, so I was uh, uh, seventh or eighth grade when I when I ba- was baptized, and I didn't know that like that like that was a thing necessarily. Uh, it was not something that I w- had educated been educated enough in to know that that was like a thing that people still did uh, far farther than what i had read about in the bible at that point and i was like oh that like what like getting like jumping in the water like getting baptized like 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 john the baptist like right. baptized and like yeah like pastor the pastor is holding um he's, he's having a class for anybody who's interested in getting baptized in, in about a month and they're going to educate everyone. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, weird. And, and I was like, oh, well, you know, your friends, my, the guys that were my age at the time, um, they're like, they're, they're in the class. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do it too then. Cause my friends are there. And I had no idea what it entailed, but I did the whole class and there was like some bullshit workbook and like some bullshit little like quizzes and tests that they wanted you to do. That's a, that's a lot. And, uh, and then, like, a month or two later, they had, like, a big ceremony where, like, you invited all your family. And I had no idea that it was, like, a big thing. It wasn't It wasn't. You thought something... you were participating in another youth event, basically. Yeah, pretty right. much. Yeah. And there were a couple grown-ups there. Yeah, like I, I would adults guess. Adults there. Well, that were doing sometimes, it sometimes... They, it's not just the youth pastor, it's actually the pastor of the church. It was the pastor of the church. So it was the full-on pastor of the yeah, church. Yeah, it was the pastor. And, and so this was someone's backyard, but someone's pool. Uh, no, they did it in the church. Oh, okay. They, so had, they had their own baptismal pool. Okay, okay, the so 
because sometimes I remember, um, and you know, people who grew up in the church will know this, but some might not. They have they kind of, as Adam was saying, they kind of sometime during the service they split people off and let kids go to like Sunday school, which is you know lessons designed for young children. There's coloring books. There's pictures of Jesus. You know they might get mad if you draw Jesus blue, but what are they going to do about it, right? Right. Um, you know, and then there's, like, the junior high room. You know, junior hires go off on their own. High schoolers have high school group and all that. And, and they're trying to be this um, second part of your life. So you have school, and then, you you know, you have homework. Maybe you have a job, but then you also have, like, church. It's, like, a, it's knitted into the fabric of the community. So... Uh, you have a lot of like events, whether you have like church camp or VBS or volunteer work or whatever. And so sometimes, I'm guessing in your case, the pastor got up at a certain point. Well, the youth the, the youth leader said, "Hey, we're doing baptisms," and it just kind of sounded like another event. Now, for you, this was the church in PV, right? Yeah. So you're kind of connected at this point to a group of friends, right? And so you haven't had an experience where where like you know because sometimes in in i think most denominations do this but in whatever version of church they have a lot of times the pastor will do a thing where he's like you need to get saved and you have to ask jesus into your heart which is an idea that has made less and less sense to me over the years like the idea of how like unceremonious it actually is supposed to be like you're just supposed to like it's literally almost like sitting down and playing with a ouija board and asking a ghost to come talk to you like and i realize that might sound offensive but like the idea of asking jesus into your heart is something that i mean it's it's it i mean i it, it's a it's a communal experience for most people, I would think. Now, it's not how it happened for me, and I can get how it happened happened for me. But did you have that experience, or know you had that experience at a certain point, other than the baptism? Because the baptism is usually like the second thing. I know that's that's why I was I was getting into that. Got you. Because it le- it kind of leads into it. So you know, we go through the course, and it's like, okay, it's time to get baptized, and I still had really no idea what was going to go down and um a lot of a lot of my friends like five or six of my friends were in this class with me uh you know other other dudes my age and and uh and i was really good friends with them at the time and and i was like yeah we're getting all we're all getting baptized and we're doing the water thing and i was like oh, okay and i was like you're gonna wear this like white robe and i was like okay and um and then uh before before we do the baptism i want the pastor he's saying this he's like i want everyone you know all of you guys in the class to to come up on stage um uh during the service and like like give your testimony Uh, and i was just like the fuck is that (laughs) (laughs) basically you know my my 14 15 year old brain was just like what what does what does that what's testimony what is what does that mean what is that word i'm not familiar with that word and it's like oh you talk about when you first became saved it's like oh oh so what does that mean (laughs) it's like 
when you first became a Christian. Wasn't I born a Christian? <laughs> no, I mean, because you have to accept Jesus. I was like, oh, okay, I remember. And then I remembered the time that I did that. And so, you know, the Sunday comes where everyone's getting baptized. And my mom invites my entire family. Like extended relatives. Everyone that would come. Oh, fuck. And when you're a child of divorce. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And then when those, when your parents are children of divorce. And your step parents are children of divorce. And they all love you as if they were all blood relatives. Which I had the fortune of having in my extended family. Everyone was there. <laughs> well, and, and the other thing to remember, too, is, is while it's less, much less stigmatized in the Christian community now, it was still kind of, uh, like, not not to the point where... I think I hit the tail end of it. Yeah, because be, it just, like, I'm Wait, sure there was still a lot of... I could tell that, like, when my parents had friends that were, yeah. like... Yeah. Like, had gone through... Like, they felt very uncomfortable right. just just talking. Like they right. didn't feel they felt like, oh well Yeah, I was I was definitely at the tail end of that. I experienced it very minimally and it yeah. was to the it was to the like it got to the point where like it was so publicly accepted outside of the Christian community that that had an impact on me. So when people would bring up like, Oh well when you parents are divorced doesn't like doesn't like your dad like live really far away i was like what did you see that in a movie you dumb fuck (laughs) like honestly i had that said to me i thought it's like i thought that when your parents get divorced like one of them moves really far away and you live with one it's like so you saw that in a movie because that's the only time you ever see that happen (laughs) and i was like you don't seem to understand my father lives three blocks away from me i can walk there in 10 minutes Adam, Adam, you have to admit you were at least slightly disappointed that your dad did not dress up as a as a lady housekeeper, come to your house, <laughs> and say, Oh, hello, Adam, I'm just here for a moment. Miss Featherbottom? Mrs. Mrs. Featherbottom or Doubtfile, whoever. Oh, we shan't be telling your mother about we this, shan't we? we? <laughs> The, the one part that he I jumps mi- off the fucking yes, second story. The shit. fact that he's holding an umbrella, like he thinks that he'll fly, right? Like he thinks that somehow the umbrella will have a magical property, yes, and it will. We shan't be telling your mother about this, shan't we? I can't remember his response to something, but somebody asked him about, like, dating or something. He goes, oh, maybe there's a delightful beefcake or something. Yeah, like, it was like some Something sausage. I barely remember, but God, some it was pasta. funny. I don't know what it was. Either well, way. that's a Tenacious D song. But Whatever. Um, so, yeah, you know, the Sunday comes and a bunch of my relatives are there. Or a bunch of family friends are there. And the, the, the house is packed. And, and um... I had to give go up and give my testimony and it was it was basically just like my mom kind of guided me towards this right you know that's who well, was responsible sh- for it my mother if you're feeling 
like like if your mom's proud of you especially about something like that where like i your it sounds like your mom was the one who kind of took quote unquote her faith seriously right uh she did once i started like the fourth grade basically okay before that we didn't really do any church activity right well i mean it sounds it sounds like there was you know it's more like your example of that you were talking about the guy at the bar down the street right if you talk to him and he goes well i'm a christian right you know for a lot of people for my mother it was that. that yeah well and i i have to say the whole idea of being an american christian the way it consumes every aspect of life and is supposed to that's a relatively new thing in the last 30 years or so and it's something that you know adam and i grew up in thanks to people like he mentioned um james dobson you know the lord voldemort of uh the christian scene he will not be named what you, you had mentioned that when you were talking about your testimony that you remembered the first time that you had gotten saved. So did you remember what that was, or do you not remember? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, was, it, was, it wasn't it was anything uh, of true consequence. It wasn't like a, uh, a altar call at a church or anything. My, my mom had just basically sat me down, and it was one of those things where I thought I was in trouble, but I, I wasn't. She just wanted to talk to me about what all of that meant. Got you. And explained it all to me in detail, and and, and you uh, signed the contract. Th- that's what I reiterated at my baptism. What the um, I I just don't like being like forced. I mean, being forced underwater just doesn't. I mean, obviously, does not feel natural. Um, but well, uh, yeah, it it always like like when I did mine. It was, I just, I was dreading that moment. It wasn't that bad, but it was just like, it was I mean, definitely one of the most uncomfortable things I can ever remember. For me, it was quick. Yeah, it went super quick. Yeah. So, it wasn't like anything where, like, you felt nervous that the pastor would suddenly, like, turn into a serial killer and, like... No, I, I didn't, like, I, I didn't feel one way or another about it, honestly. And it was just of, more. It was just more something that you kind of. A lot of my peers made a big deal about it, and a lot of people were like excited, and I just didn't care. More like you did it to be part of the crowd, or more just like it was like, oh, this is a thing I'm doing. Well, at first it was like, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hang out with these people to be a part of the crowd, but then afterwards it was just like oh here's this thing that i now have gotten myself into that i have to do i I will definitely say that church was never something that i felt excited to go to i i mean i i think there was definitely certain times in my life that as a as a young person and even in high school like there were times where i tried very very earnestly to be a christian um, and, and, and worked hard at it. Um, but, uh, I never remember being super excited about going to church and maybe it's just the fact that I was like the nerdiest nerd that was stuck in a room full of people that didn't realize they were nerds. Because I mean, if you think about it, 
you have a bunch of people who've decided that knowledge about a book, about one particular book, is the most important thing. And getting the details about it, they're obsessed with it. It's not like... I was thinking about this in my relation to like how I relate to my parents now as an adult. And in a way, I'm like, you know, I know all these stupid facts about Star Wars. I know, you know, what the bounty hunters' names are. I know what the, you know, I know all these dumb facts. I there was a there was a kid in my junior high who I used to have like Star Wars knowledge. Like we would battle each other on the playground with who knew more shit. Midi chlorians. <laughs> that that had, I think that was a couple months away. Okay. That disaster was a couple months away. Prince Shizor. I will never forget uh, my sister saying the funniest thing. I mean, she is, I don't know, four or five. We're all, my parents, very nicely, one of the nicest things they've ever done. They got us all tickets to the first showing of Phantom Menace. And uh, it was it was around my birthday. And uh, so they, like, I got to invite, like, five or six of my, like, junior high friends. I was actually going to a private Christian school. Woo! And uh, so, like, my mom picked us up. And my mom did this, like, really cool thing where, like, she whipped the uh, the car she had, like, around and was blasting the Star Wars music, like, really loud. And it was super dorky, but it was super cute. Like looking back on it, I was like, "That was that was that was cool. Like that was that was a cool moment." And um, so we we all got in the car, you know, and 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 stuff, and we're sitting there watching the movie. And uh, Darth Maul comes on screen for the first time. My little four-year-old sister out loud goes, "He's horny." I've never seen junior high kids laugh harder in my life. That might be the most ridiculous thing I've heard tonight. <laughs> this has been a night of ridiculousness, and that's the most ridiculous thing you've heard? So, so okay, so, so you had these experiences of both this church with the Ebenezer Church and the PV Church, and then something else kicked in for you that made Christianity a bigger part of your life, whether you wanted it to be or not, which was going to private school. And not just private school, homeschool. Yes. And you were telling me, what was it, what in particular was unique about this experience? About like, like in the sense... or about yeah, religion would, in relation to homeschooling? Well... You you started homeschooling in the sixth grade, right? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Okay. So from fifth grade to your graduation of high school, or the or did you go to public school for senior year? So not even senior year. It was, it was wow. So so all that time. But you mentioned something about like you were like the first part of the like yeah. Oh, that. Uh, let's see how much. All right, I'll, I'll I'll try to get into this pretty quickly. Um, you can leave it on a cliffhanger. I, I graduated high school in '05, and in Southern California, at least in LA County area, the amount of homeschoolers 
that were around when I started homeschooling, which was in the fifth grade. So we're talking uh, 98. Okay. 97. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was 97 because I was when I turned 10. Um, yeah, I was 10 years old being homeschooled. The amount of homeschoolers at the time were few and far between. Uh, but the amount when I graduated high school was quite abundant. And, and uh, I really f- feel like I was in that kind of forefront of the homeschool movement. Um, you know, probably s- really started hitting the mainstream in the 90s. Um, but by the late 90s, it was, you know, an actual percentage rate in America. Um, by the 2000s, it, it, it had grown substantially. I think, I think that was the 90s from, like, maybe 92 onward. I think that was the, the, the big, big revival. Well, it was the big rise of the idea of... You can be a Christian and you can have nothing to do with the outside world. Yeah. The whole idea of there's this thing called the world or secularism and there's Christianity and the two are completely and solely different and from the, each and other. The, and that's that's the Bible verse. It's supposed to be... Right. Not, uh, I, you I, know, I, the whole not of this world bullshit. Well, I, I mean, the, and the thing that kills me about that is I I don't I even hesitate to say it because I just feel so scummy saying it because it's become this it's sort of like the thing that replaced like what would what would Jesus do which what would Jesus do were these bracelets that were I mean you could have been like unconnected to Christianity and seen kids with these WWJD bracelets I mean right. the idea of right. of Christian kids wearing them was so other kids would ask them and so you could tell them about Jesus. Because outreach was definitely part of it. It wasn't as strict as, say, a Jehovah's Witness might be, where you're spending, you know, one day out of your weekend, like, knocking on doors. But it was a big deal. And, and, and I mean, this was the rise of the Christian bookstore. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time right. in Christian bookstores. No, as did I. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that was, that was a big thing, was, was being, you know, not worldly, being homeschooled. And, um, well, I think what we're, we're talking about, I didn't really like ask a question cause I was more just trying to lead into like the idea of like how this became prevalent in the nineties, both with homeschooling and the idea that you would, that everything The idea that everything from the outside, that the outside world, it was called the secular world, right? Yeah. You know, it was, it's this thing where all the bad things happen between Sundays. Right. Right. So how, how do you extend that? You go to, you go to church on Wednesday nights, you know, and that was like every church, they would have something on Wednesday nights. Now, most church, they'll have something, you know, Tuesday night Bible study or, this thing or that thing but homeschooling was this other direction because even though there's like plenty of parents who homeschool for a number of like perfectly le- legitimate reasons homeschooling became big because 
in a big way there were a lot of and the, and there are people focus on the family is definitely a huge one of them that we were talking about James Dobson earlier these are people who made curriculum right who made these things not that they made the books that you ended up having right but but it was just it was just a it's just something you, you could have everything you could have christian shirts you could have there was a literal mint that had scripture on them and they were called testaments no i remember those do you I remember thought, those i thought they were funny oh i thought they were funny too yeah because you sit there and you look at them and you go, God, being a Christian is so weird. And they were delicious. Were they good? They were good. Good. All right. Well, that's where we're going to go ahead and put a pin in it for this week. We're going to have more next week with Adam since this is only just part one of this. Part one of our introduction. And a tease, a tease for next week. After the we conclude our interview with Adam, we will have a mystery science theater style ribbing of a film that some of you guys who grew up as Jesus kids all know and love will be talking about McGee and me next week on the Jesus kids I can't wait please take that out Please, for the love of God, take that out. Do not throw a shoe at me, you...